Welcome to Business Buzz. Good afternoon. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm here to entertain and educate, and hopefully you'll enjoy some interesting stories today. Nothing too earth-shaking, but I'm going to really have some fun with some discussion about things that you need to think about in the business world. Now, as far as business, I've been saying business quotes lately and uh, those I was thinking about the fact that the quotes that I picked out for the last time I gave you some quotes they basically came down to one thing satisfying the customer when you can satisfy your customer your business will not go down I mean it how can it not succeed if you're satisfying your customers the problem there is that you may be satisfying customers, but you're not satisfying enough customers. That's where things like marketing and now with the internet and with social media, that marketing is not nearly as expensive as it used to be. I have some clients, especially in the sales industry, where they need to actually get people uh, into a seminar, get people attending something. I'm in the same boat when I do my side things. Once they get them in, they can make sales. The tough part is getting the people to come in. I have one client who used to spend upwards of six digits per year, like a hundred and something thousand per year on mailings and postage and mailers in the U.S. mail. These days, the cost of his doing business and getting people to attend those business seminars is way down. I believe if he was doing, if he was doing as many as he used to by using Facebook, I believe he would cut that down by about 75%. In other words, I believe he would probably have to spend 30000 a year instead of 130000 a year. Marketing is the way to get the customers in, but doing your business right and having satisfied customers is the way to make sure your business succeeds. So think about that. Whatever business you're in, the next time you see someone, think about what Wallace Waddles said in the, what was the name of that book? I, it's, a, it's a book that I've talked about before. Is The author's name is Wallace D. Waddles. W-A-T-T-L-E-S, and it's really an interesting book, but what he talks about is that you don't think about what you're going to make on the deal. All you think about is what you can give to the customer, and if you think that way, your business will do nothing but grow, and satisfied customers are the basis of any business. So whoever you're talking with, if you can really give them all you've got, offer them more than they ask for, Give them a little extra. That's really the secret. And so when I was doing some business quotes, I realized now that it was almost all centered on the fact that if the customer's happy, your business will do well. That is the thing. Marketing to get people in is where it gets tricky. You got to learn the ropes. You have to try different things. Once you get a customer, that's where it's just up to you to make sure they stay satisfied. Now, I thought today I would be a little bit, uh, instead of talking about business, I've got a couple of quotes that relate to money. And one that I found that was really interesting I like is from a guy named Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. And his quote is, time is more value than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. Well, that's a good way to think about the old time is money, because like he's saying, you can get more money, but you can't get more time. Then, uh, then another one that relates to money is kind of interesting from a guy named John Ruskin. A little thought and a little kindness are often worth more than a great deal of money. Well... That sort of applies to what I was talking about when you have satisfied customers. If you give them extra, you show them how much you're trying to help them, go that extra mile, the money will come to you. And in that same vein is one more uh, by a man named A.R. Rahman, 
R-A-H-M-A-N. He says, success comes to those who dedicate everything to their passion in life. To be successful, it is also very important to be humble and never let fame or money travel to your head. So those are just a couple quotes. I like starting with quotes because quotes are just kind of fun, and I like them. Money, business. Speaking of money, the first topic today, it applies to, you know, I like to start out with local, state, national, world, and universe, but I'm not sure I'm going to hit all five of those today. The one that I want to talk about first is a very much a current event. If you listen to any business news at all, you will have heard people mentioning something like, Emerging market currencies, that's sort of the buzzword on, on the TV business news. But what, is that, what does that actually mean, emerging market currencies? Basically, when they say emerging markets, I'm not sure they really mean recent new markets, new places. I believe what they're indicating there, and everything I read tells me this is correct, they are taking the currencies of the world and ignoring the biggies. They're ignoring the U.S. dollar, the Canadian dollar, the euro, the pound, uh, the big ones, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar. And they're calling the minor currencies emerging markets. One of the ones that gets mentioned in these articles is India. Well, I wouldn't call India emerging. Uh, they're not a super old state if you look at their current government, but I mean, India has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. So they call these emerging markets and my theory on why it's become the emergent emerging market currency discussion. When you hear it on the business news on television, remember my whole theory here is that they do not want you to know what really is going on. If you hear that paper money around the world is going down the toilet and it's becoming very worth a lot less, very less worth than it was before. That's the kind of news they don't want you to hear. If you're overhearing a business news channel and you hear that the emerging market currencies have been dropping, you can just shrug your shoulder and say, yeah, emerging markets, who cares? That's, you know, who cares? Think of it this way, though. That's people. That's people whose money, they woke up today and their money is 10 or 15% less value than it was when they went to sleep. That's a lot more than just some headline. That's somebody's money going down in value. I've got an article here, which is just from today, and it's called, it's from a, a website called Market Watch, which is, you know, one of those big old. Uh, business stock market type websites. It's called How Argentina's Peso Plunge Keeps Emerging Markets in the Spotlight. I want to point out that I've been talking a lot about Venezuela. Now, Venezuela was a basket case months ago. Here's the problem. We also now have Argentina as a basket case. Venezuela is right now so bad with what they call hyperinflation, where the paper money that has nothing backing it just goes down, down, down in value against real assets like a can of can of food or a head of lettuce or a gallon of milk. That's what paper money does. When it goes down, everything else gets really expensive in that currency. So I was going to talk a little bit about the fact that it's not just Venezuela. And I talked about Turkey a couple weeks ago. This article mentions a little bit of that too, but I'm just going to read some of this from today. Nothing, not even an emergency rate hike could stop the Argentine peso from plunging Thursday, notching a new low while separately Turkey's currency turmoil continued, ensuring emerging market worries remain in the spotlight. Turkish and Argentine woes are in the idiosyncratic category, but it's hard to shake the prevailing concern that debt levels are too high, and that the gradual turn in global monetary policy is water torture for highly indebted current account deficit economies, said Kit Jukas, global macro strategist at Societe Generale. I think that's a 
giant French bank. Well, I just want to point out that when they say emerging market debt levels are too high, even the U.S. debt level is too high. So we're not called an emerging market, but our debt level is too high too, which I've explained to you before. Indeed, the woes plaguing Turkey and Argentina appear to be largely homegrown. The U.S. dollar bought 38.75 Argentine pesos on Thursday. That's up 14% after it jumped as high as 41 pesos. That means that the dollar used to buy less Argentine pesos. Now it buys more. That's because the dollar relative to the Argentine peso is up. The Argentine peso relative to the dollar is down. Even after Argentina's central bank delivered an emergency rate increase, lifting its benchmark from 45% to 60% and pledging not to cut before December. Now think about that. Our 10-year U.S. Treasury note is offering 2.85, call it 3%. It's near 3%. That's what the U.S. has to offer an investor for them to put their money in a U.S. debt instrument. If you want to take a chance on an Argentine debt instrument, now remember, this is not Venezuela. This is Argentina. You can earn 60% by buying Argentine debt. Does anybody recognize the problem with that idea? I think you have it figured out. If you've been listening to Business Buzz for a while, I know you have it figured out. The reason they're offering 60% for you to give them money is because there's a good chance you're never going to see your money again. Whenever you have high interest rates, that means high risk. 60% is... It's basically the beginning of the end. I can't see how these countries could possibly ever get saved except, and I'll have a big except because this is exactly what I've been talking about here on Business Buzz for a long time, bailouts. Have you heard me mention the word bailout? In 2008, when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt and all the contagion was spreading throughout the entire world's banking system, we had a bailout, but it was a bailout of banks. Unfortunately, our Federal Reserve prints money that we owe back so that as a nation, we went, I believe, about $12 trillion in debt in a matter of probably one day. That $12 trillion was money sent to banks, privately owned banks. Now, if you own the bank stocks, then you're a little bit of an owner of them. But $12 trillion or more got sent immediately to banks, private parties, but we're we as Americans are responsible for that money. Debt is out of control, and it's out of control here also. So whenever you hear this thing about emerging markets, just remember they're doing the old look over here while we do this over here trick, and they want you not to realize what this is talking about. What it's talking about... Now, here's another part of this article. I'm just going to read this. I've told you this so many times, I don't want to bore you. Most emerging market currencies are on the back foot against the U.S. dollar, said Elwin DeGroote, head of macro strategy at Rabobank. He noted that the dollar was marching higher versus Chinese yuan in offshore trade, while the South African rand was also under pressure. The reason this is a problem is, number one, these countries are completely bankrupt. All the countries are completely bankrupt. When the paper money goes down like this in these other countries, all this is is a warm-up for what's going to happen with the regular market currencies. They, They call these the emerging market. I was telling you the other big currencies are not emerging markets. They're just big currencies. We're going to take our first break today. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'm going to be right back protecting you more, just like Batman or Superman.
just received news that Chlorina and Sludge have been captured for impersonating spring water. Let's now go to our field reporter, Alza Wet. Once again, Bob the Drop saves the world from fake water and... Oh, here's Bob now. Bob, do you have anything to say? Well, Chlorina and Sludge from Tapopolis are the worst. Why would you want wannabe water when you can have the best tasting water delivered right to your door? Anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple. Naturally the best. Mount Shasta spring water. The people who care at Greg Shandell Construction in Chico would like to take this special time out to recognize and salute the men and women in uniform who are standing tall for our political and economic freedom around the globe. Let's remember them in our thoughts, prayers, and letters from home. That message from Greg Shandell Construction, where they say service isn't just a courtesy, it's a commitment. For more information, call them at 530-518-9807. That's 530-518-9807. For Greg Shandell Construction in Chico. Praise the Lord. I'm Sharon Knotts inviting you to join me and my dad, R.G. Hardy, on The Sound of Faith, mornings at 10, here on KKXX. If you are drawn to inspirational preaching, informative in-depth teaching, and biblical perspectives to current issues under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then Sound of Faith is perfect for you. Because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 10 o'clock weekday mornings here on KKXX, Chico's Christian Radio. Welcome back to Business Buzz, Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I hope you're having a nice afternoon. It's another lovely Chico summer day. Never, never, I'm never unhappy to see the temperature only hit about 89 or 90. I think that's a very, very good spot to be in. Not too high. So it's a very nice day. My next topic, I I was talking about currencies. We are in for trouble with all the debt that's going around. The fact that the U.S. dollar is the favorite currency right now around the world is why that the other currencies are slipping against the U.S. dollar. At some point, the dollar itself will start slipping. As confidence in debt and paper money wane, people will finally realize that they needed to move into real assets. There's a man named Gregory Manorino who I listen to on YouTube. He gives a daily wrap-up of the stock market. I find him entertaining and pretty smart guy. And his point is, the way he says it is, you need to become your own central bank. I've been telling you about doing that for a while. The other interesting thing is, as I talk about the paper gold price getting hammered, it got hammered again today, when other currencies, when currencies are failing, people should be at least thinking about buying into the gold market, but the paper gold market is not physical gold. There's nothing in the paperwork. When you buy, when you order, when you tell your broker you want to buy some gold, and he buys you shares in an ETF, it's called Electronically Traded Fund, called GLD, you do not own gold. And if you look at the fine print, that GLD does not have to send you any gold when you want your money out. They just send you a check. In, in a real world without fake markets, now I didn't say fake news, I said fake markets. In a real world without fake markets, Gold and silver would be going higher and higher while these currencies are going lower and lower. The problem is, which I've told you before, there are no real markets. They're all fake. When you think about buying some money insurance, like I've told you before, with physical gold, this is the time to do it. When everybody hates gold, this is the time to buy. When everybody loves stocks, this is the time to sell. That's how it works. Now, the stock market keeps going up and up, but it's all paper. 
The next article I wanted to share with you is called The Last Hurrah Before the Dark Years. It happens to be written by uh, Egon von Greyers, and I want to educate you more. I want you to listen to this uh, article. It's not real long, but it's very powerful. This is it. The autumn of 2018 will be momentous in the world economy, markets, and politics. We are now seeing the last hurrah for stocks, bonds, the dollar, and most asset markets. The world economy has been living on borrowed time since the 06-09 crisis. The financial system should have collapsed at that time, but the massive life support that central banks orchestrated managed to keep the dying patient alive for another decade. Lowering interest rates to zero or negative and printing enough money to double the global debt seemed to have solved the problem. But rather than saving the world from an economic collapse, the growth of debt and asset bubbles has created a system with exponentially higher risk. Problems start in the periphery. Venezuela, Argentina, Turkey. So here we are on the eve of destruction when the fake measures that government and central banks have taken have not saved the world as the Keynesians believed, but instead created an even bigger bubble that is now about to burst. Curing a sick world by the same means that created the disease in the first place was always bound to fail. Global problems of the magnitude that the world will experience in coming years normally start in the periphery. We are seeing multiple multiple examples of local wildfires, and he's talking about those currency problems, that will soon spread to the core of the world economy. Take, for example, Venezuela, Argentina, and Turkey. Deficits, debts, and currency collapse are the normal warning signals, and these are certainly present at varying degrees in those countries. As always, the best single indicator which reveals these problems is, of course, gold. As the chart below shows, gold in Venezuelan bolivars is going up exponentially. Since May 2018, gold has gone up 23,000 times, or 2.3 million percent, in Venezuelan Bolivar. Argentina goes from one crisis to the next, and gold is up 14,500 percent this century. Only since December 2017, gold is up 74 percent in Argentine pesos. Finally, in Turkey, gold is up 26% since May this year and 3,500% since the year 2000. No wonder governments around the world hate gold because gold reveals their deceitful actions in destroying the economy and the currency. There is blatant manipulation in so many areas including fake money, fake paper gold, fake news, fake politics, and fake governments. He calls these the VAT countries, those three, Venezuela, Argentina, Turkey. The VAT countries are just one example, but a very important one, because they are giving us the signal that a global crisis has started. Most emerging market countries are in the same situation. In the next few months, emerging markets will drop one after the next. Europe is bankrupt. The situation is the same in the West, too. Europe is totally bankrupt. The EU elite is desperately trying to keep a collection of disparate nations together by coercion combined with forcing debt onto any nation who threatens to exit the EU or Euro. Greece and Italy should have left the EU long ago, introduced their own devalued currency, and reneged on the debt to the EU. But they were stopped by Brussels, which is the capital of the EU. Now they will fall with the rest of the EU. The UK people voted to leave the EU, but Brussels is using any means to stop that from happening. An artificial collection of nations with very different people, cultures, history, ambitions, financial systems, growth rates, etc. was always doomed to fail. To have this hodgepodge of countries governed by an unelected and unaccountable elite in Brussels makes it even worse. The Swiss system with direct democracy and people powered together with distribution of power to the cantons, the local states, is a much more efficient system. U.S. debt has doubled overnight from $21 trillion to $42 trillion. The world could possibly cope with the major problems in emerging markets in Europe if the world's biggest economy, the U.S., was sound. 
but sadly that is far from the case. The biggest economy is also the sickest. Federal debt has doubled every eight years, which puts the U.S. on target for a $40 trillion debt by 2025. I am well aware that this is substantially above the official forecast, but why pay any attention to these since they have always been wrong? And the federal debt seems to be $42 trillion rather than $21 trillion. If the $21 trillion lost dollars are accurate based on Catherine Austin Fitz findings, I'm going to mention again that that Michigan State University economics professor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, I've talked to you about it before, discovered that in just two U.S. entities alone over a 15-year period, $21 trillion got lost. More likely is that problems in the economy combined with a financial crisis will lead to unlimited money printing and surging interest rates. So a U.S. federal debt in 2025 of $100 trillion or in the quadrillions is not impossible, especially when the derivative bubble blows up. A collapsing infrastructure. Having personally crossed the collapsed Genoa Bridge three days before the accident, one is reminded of the major underinvestment in infrastructure worldwide and also how ephemeral life is. Italy will now spend 80 billion euros that they don't have to improve the country's infrastructure. Driving around Italy, you realize that this will be a drop in the ocean. Most countries have neglected infrastructure investments for a very long time. In, in the USA, for example, it is estimated by the American Association of Civil Engineers that $5 trillion needs to be invested by 2025 to fix roads, bridges, dams, and other infrastructure. That is another $5 trillion that will be printed out of nowhere. So I don't want to be negative. I'm going to continue with that after this break at the bottom of the hour. What we're talking about here is exactly what I've been saying also for months. This system cannot continue forever. The canary in the coal mine will be the prices of things like gold when people realize that their paper money is going worthless and they need somewhere to go. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back after the break. Hi, this is Annie Meadows, and I hope you will listen to my program, The Journey, airing weekly on this station. For program scheduling, please visit www.chicochristianradio.com. Join us for The Journey with Annie Meadows, 1230 every weekend here on KKXX. Rockland Pest Control would like to salute our American heroes who, through their own personal sacrifice, ensure our freedoms here and abroad. From veterans of foreign wars to our servicemen and women to the police, fire department, and EMTs, we salute you all. That's Rockland Pest Control in Rockland, where they have the right know-how and experience proven by customers who wouldn't trust anyone else. So if there's a mouse in the house or a roach you can't approach, call 916-630-1212. That's 916-630-1212. The Journey with Annie Meadows. Honest, thought-provoking. The Journey is a half-hour program airing every week. Listen as Annie shares from her heart and life experiences with the belief that you can be free, you can be better, and you can take courage. Do you know God's Join us for The Journey with Annie Meadows, Saturday and Sunday at 1230, here on KKXX. 911, what is your emergency? In an emergency, you call 911. But what about life's other problems? When crisis hits, or tragedy, or life just gets to be too much, people often turn to Christian media like Christian Radio. And we're glad to be here as a lifeline to offer answers. But our programs can only be here for them when people just like you send regular financial support. So thanks for helping us be there for someone who might need a spiritual 911. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. 
Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad you have a chance to spend part of your Chico afternoon with me or maybe some of the surrounding area. It's a beautiful day in California. Let's hope the mild weather lasts a little longer. I'm I'm definitely not looking forward to the triple digits again, but I'm sure they'll come before summer ends. So I'm going to continue reading a little bit of this last hurrah article. Since the global crisis has already started, we might see a collapse of markets, bubble assets, and currencies at any time. Before that, it is possible that the final minor leg up or the last hurrah will take place. That would involve a final move up in some stock markets and a temporarily stronger dollar. The long-term trend of the dollar is clear. It will go into oblivion faster than anyone can imagine. We must remember that measured in real terms, which is gold, the dollar is down over 98% since the Fed was created in 1913 and down 80% since 1999. So the dollar is already on its way to perdition, but the next phase will happen faster than anyone can imagine. Time to get rid of the U.S. dollar, said the Russian deputy foreign minister recently. He added, thank God this is happening. We will speed up this work. Russia, China, Turkey, Iran, and many more countries are determined to trade in their own currencies as well as in gold. This will precipitate the fall of the dollar. But the major reason why the dollar will soon conclude its 100-year move to zero is the dire state of the U.S. economy as mentioned above. As we end a long and totally engineered bull market in the world economy, we will be entering the dark years that I wrote about a few years ago. Hard to imagine that the powers that be have managed to fool the world for a decade. But this next time, their panic actions using the same medicine of massive money printing, and I want to mention the word medicine because i got a great fourth segment coming up in a little while, using the same medicine of massive money printing and lower interest rates won't work. The world will recognize that printed money is not even worth the paper it is printed on or that electronic entries called money can disappear as quickly as they are created. The clueless and the sage east. As the west has overtly and covertly reduced its gold holdings, the east is continuing to add as much as they can at these bargain prices. Now, I want to mention here, I told you, you need to be your own central bank, as Mr. Mr. Manorino says, and buy some gold, physical gold. Most central banks have either sold or leased a major part of their gold to the market. This gold is then bought by China, India, or Russia through the bullion banks. These eastern countries obviously take physical delivery rather than leaving the gold in London or New York. When you own gold, you must have direct control. Then there's a chart that shows China has bought 16,000 tons since 2008. This is the majority of global gold production. Now, the, what I want to mention, whenever you talk about Chinese gold, here's the deal. They, they've bought physically 16,000 tons, which is the majority of global gold production. But here's the catch. Global gold production does never includes Russia and China's gold production. Do you know why? Because Russia and China are smart enough to not allow their gold to be exported. Not only are they accumulating all of our gold, they are, they've never let their own gold leave their borders. The chart below shows how central banks and bullion banks are losing their gold. The Swiss refiners produce around 70% of the gold bars in the world. They import their gold from a number of different sources. Surprisingly to many, in July 2018, by far the biggest purchase was from the UK with 67 tons. The UK is not a gold-producing country. Instead, these are 400-ounce bars from Western Central Banks that have been bought by China, India, or Russia. The bars are sent to the Swiss refiners to be broken down to one kilogram bars and then shipped on to the Eastern buyers. The Swiss import statistics often show that the UK is a major exporter. This is very clear evidence that central banks are continuously reducing their holdings. Thus, it is likely that the real holdings of USA 
thousand tons. Germany, three point three thousand tons. Where the IMF, two point eight thousand tons, are less than half to their declared holdings. And those are the declared amounts that I mentioned. And whatever they have leased to the market, they will never get back. All they have is an IOU for gold from a bullion bank. That IOU can never be honored since there will be no physical gold available. And if it was available, it would be a price that is 10, 20, or 100 times higher than the current price. Comex and bullion banks to blow up. In the next phase of the gold and silver markets, the LBMA banks and Comex, which is our commodities exchange, will blow up and be unable to honor their commitments, which are at least 500 times the available physical gold. I have shown in previous articles that gold should be at least $16,000 based on the 1980 high of 850 adjusted for inflation. But many calculations show a much higher price, whether it is 87000 or 174000 per ounce that Jim Sinclair and Bill Holter have calculated. These prices might seem like fantasy, but what we must understand is that when the fake and manipulated gold and silver paper markets blow up, there will be no price or no gold or silver offered by the dealers since they don't have any physical metals to settle their commitments. Regardless of what price gold and silver reach, the current prices of $1,200 gold and $15 silver are totally ridiculous. Gold and silver equals life insurance. This is the biggest secret in the world that virtually nobody understands. Just like a Venezuelan would have saved him and his and his family's life, so will people who buy gold today in the West. Still, nobody is buying, and even the ones who are aware are waiting to see if gold and silver will go lower. Take my word for it. To wait for the precious metals to go lower will be the most costly mistake that anyone can make. Because when prices turn up, most people will miss the boat and they will be totally without the protection they so badly need. Now, I also want to interject here, I'm not a financial planner, and this is not financial advice. I'm just reading an article to you for your entertainment. Physical gold and silver at current prices is the cheapest life insurance premium that anyone can ever pay. Remember, precious metals is not an investment. It is the ultimate form of wealth preservation. But this time, gold and silver will not be wealth preservation. It could save your life just as it would have done for the poor Venezuelans. That's a really great article. It's very concise. It sums up all the things I've been saying lately. Not financial advice, but I, for one, have part of my wealth in physical gold. I don't believe anybody should be without some. Trust me, when the gold price does take off, I'm betting, not financial advice, but I'm betting that Even if 5% of your money was in gold, you'll end up being a very happy camper. That's my segment on the business of debt, currency, emerging markets, fake markets, paper gold. That's the end of that segment. But I'm back to a topic that I was on last week and I sure enjoyed it. I'm going to do it again. It's the business of... Drum roll, please. Medicine. I've got another great article to share with you. It's a chapter from the book called Murder by Injection. The author's name is Eustace Mullins, M-U-L-L-I-N-S. If you type that into the internet, you will get a website. I think it's called archives.org. Excuse me. And that place actually has these books in various formats. You can read them for free because these are all old books. Whatever the copyright law is, it's probably gone by now. So they can put these up on the web. I'm going to read you a part of a chapter called Vaccination. I Before I start, though, I want to mention that if you notice, governments push vaccinations like crazy. My son, I'm proud to say, never had one. He's very healthy, uh, physically never had a problem with illnesses more than a day or two. Uh, I won't go into detail, but very healthy child, had zero vaccinations. Recently, Governor Brown signed some legislation where it basically requires everybody that goes to public school to get their vaccinations. 
Well, if you like the idea of sending your children to a uh, for a shot of whatever is in there that's mandated by our wonderful government that just cares about us so much, that's up to you. But I chose not to, and I'm very glad I did. So I'm going to read this chapter here. And actually, to be honest, the chapter in this book that came out in the late 80s is one of the reasons why I insisted when my son was born that he did not have vaccinations. And this chapter is one of the main reasons why. I'll be back after this last break, and I'm going to continue with uh, Murder by Injection. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned. It's going to be really interesting. The Business of Medicine. KKXX is excited to present Seeds of Truth with Joe Holcraft. Each weekday evening, Joe has hosted the Catholic Hour every weekend for the last eight years. And Seeds of Truth promises the same Catholic understanding of sacred scripture, contemporary faith-based topics, and the latest news from around the world. If you have questions about faith, join Joe and the Seeds of Truth right here on KKXX each evening, Monday through Friday. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm glad you have time to spend a little bit of your afternoon with me. Business Buzz is always fun and entertaining. Not financial advice. So this is from a book called Murder by Injection. The author's name is Mullins. And this is from Chapter 4 called Vaccination. And this was written in the late 80s. One of the... KKXX. Paradise. K280GL. Chico. And K283AR. Chico. Yuba City, Marysville. At Les Schwab Tires, when somebody needs their brakes checked, we check them for free. Because we figure... No matter how nice a set of tires we sell you might be, they're not worth much if they don't stop when you need them to. So if you come in to get some other stuff done, we'll check your brakes for free. And play it straight about what we found. Because, well, we figure that's just the right thing to do. Les Schwab Tires. Doing the right thing matters. And now join us for a Sunday sermon rebroadcast from Pleasant Valley Baptist Church featuring Pastor Tim Rule. You can check out Pleasant Valley Baptist at pvbaptist.org or on Facebook search for PVBC Chico. The title for today's sermon is How You See Your Life Determines How You Live Your Life, starting in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew and chapter 13. Can I have you turn to another passage at the same time? Matthew, please, in chapter 13. Turn there. Also the book of Luke in chapter 12. Chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. I know it's like multitasking on Sunday. Can you believe it? So Matthew and chapter 13. If you got that one, say amen. Amen. Good. And then uh, Luke 
and uh, whatever I told you. Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, right? If you have that one, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Great, great. So here we go, Luke, uh, I'd like to have that one first, Luke and chapter 12 and verse number 34. Some people would not um, underline something in the Bible or or maybe score some of the Bible or make a note. Uh, I, I think it's wise to, I want a verse to speak to me. But look at Luke chapter 12 and verse number 34. The Bible says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I want you to read that verse with me, please. Ready? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We're going to read that one more time together. Okay, this, man, let me just pause here. This is good for uh, every adult, this is good for every teenager. This is good for every young person. This is good for uh, you guys on top of life right now. Uh, this is good for the ones just scrambling to keep his head above water. Uh, this is good for uh, the one maybe in control or the one out of control. Let's read the verse together again one more time. Ready? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I think the key words there for where your treasure is. Your treasure may be that which you value most. Your treasure is what you invest the most. My treasures. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. I think you and I can at least detect that between the treasure and the heart, there is a direct proportion. Yes or no? All right, good. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Jesus is speaking in parables, and it's just a one-verse parable. But it's a great verse, and it's a great applicability. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 44. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure. Hid in a field which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. One verse again. Can we read it together, please? Ready? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. So we see that word treasure in here also. The word treasure is mentioned here. And again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure. And I likens heaven, heaven, a, an eternal destination for those who choose. But he likens heaven as a treasure. Heaven as a treasure. When a man hath found, he hideth him for the joy thereof. Goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. I'm going to make this statement maybe later. I'd like to have only hear it now. Jesus spoke to us a parable. But so much more, he gave us a principle of which to live by. When you read the Bible, when he talks about Nehemiah rebuilding the walls of the temple, that's what Nehemiah did. But with the God of the universe taking an entire book, it's all about be, rebuilding some walls of mortar and stone and timbers and, 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 and all that. Or, or he may be saying, I'm talking about building a wall, but applicably, we can talk about building lives. Sometimes we have to rebuild lives. We have to rebuild walls. And I really believe that God is talking about a, a man and a field and a treasure. I have to also believe. That God has given you and I a principle that we can live by in our entire life. In our life. I'm going to make this statement. How you look at life greatly determines how you live life. How you look at life greatly determines how you live your life. Sometimes I call them the lenses. If you have a lens of everything's wrong, everything's wrong, everything's wrong, everything's wrong, <laughs> you're going to live a life where everything's wrong. I guarantee you. 
I hate to say this, but there are many people that have been hurt or abused or, I don't, I don't like using the word molested, but you've had some rough childhoods and, and boy, watch this, you don't, you don't trust anybody, you don't trust anybody, you don't trust anybody. Boy, you have those lenses on. I ain't trusting the teacher, I ain't trusting no preacher, I ain't trusting a priest, I ain't trusting an adult, I ain't trusting a, a foster care, I, I ain't trusting anybody. And what's it? I, I understand. But through those lenses, you miss a whole lot of good people out there. And how you look at life greatly determines how you live that life. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, not just for a parable that was spoken, but for a principle that can be lived. And Lord, I pray earnestly and very sincerely today that you would give us that way to live. And Lord, I pray that we receive truth, a living, applicable truth from the Word of God, that as we leave this place, it's not that we've been to church, it's that we've been helped. And I can live a life better now to please the God I love. Thanks for being that great God. For Christ's sake, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, folks. You may be seated. My soul was astray from the heavenly way and was wretched and vile as could be. And the Savior in love gave me peace from above when he reached down his hand. Brother Nicholas uh, Butcher is at the piano, and then Brother Chris Luna. These are uh, interns that we've had for the summer. Uh, Lorenzo uh, Varilla, he is uh, in um, uh, Orland this morning, uh, preaching at Harvest Baptist Church, and lieu of their pastor resigning. 
And uh, Brother Chris was there a week or so ago, and uh, Brother Jacob Brown. Brother Jacob Brown, the other intern, uh, got engaged last night, and um, uh, he was pretty excited. We were all praying and fasting for him that she would say yes. And so um, uh, I-, I wanted to call her, uh, like, in the morning and just say, hey, have you got engaged yet? And uh, to find out, and see, that, that would not be a good thing to do, so I did not do that. And that's good to have the interns here, and uh, school will be starting up soon. And so uh, they'll be going back to school and uh, not be here, but they have been a blessing through the summer. So thank you, uh, thank you, thank you for all the work that's been done. As I mentioned before, Jesus was not just given a parable to read. Jesus Christ was given a principle uh, to live. I'm going to make that statement, how you look at life greatly determines how you live it. There are some people I never ask, how are you doing? Because I know they're going to tell me. And it's always bad. You help me. What's the number one answer when you ask someone, how are you doing? I'm tired. What have you been doing? I mean, do you work like 25 hours a day? Or? I'm tired. Or I'm just whooped. Bored. Okay. How, how many people do you talk to say, man, I am living life high. That's great. I like to sell them people. I'm like in high cotton. What's high cotton? High cotton means that the, 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 the reaping is good and kind of like you don't have to bend over to get it all. It's right up here. You get it good. And man, it's good. God's been good. But how you look at life greatly determines how you live life. I'm going to pray for us and we're going to sing a chorus together this morning. Father in heaven, I pray today that my, my, I'm just one person. I'm just, I'm just one. I'm a pastor. I get to have a voice this morning. I don't ever take that for leverage. I take it for helping. And Lord, when I, when I meet people and speak to people every single day in my life, how you doing? I'm, I'm okay. I thought, let's, let's get better than that. Well, under the circumstance, well, let's get on top of the circumstances. Lord, my, my earnest, sincere desire is that people can walk out of this auditorium this morning and live a better life, a more joyful life. Teach us thy word, for thy word is truth. For Christ's sake, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. There's a song, God's been good. Would you stand this morning to me, please? God's been good. Brother Wood, can you lead that song, please? God's been good. God's been good. God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dream. When I go to sleep each night, when I have my tired bad times, and trace them if I could. Through it all, God's been good, God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dream when I go to sleep each night. When I had my share of hard times, I wouldn't trade them if I could. Through it all, God's been good. You know, the, the, the words are up there. God's been good in my life. I feel blessed beyond my wildest dreams. Right, go to sleep this night. Though I have my share of hard times. So what's your hard time? What is it? Financial reversal? Lost a job? My health is bad. I think we missed the first part of that. God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. And though I've had my hard times, you got four A's and one F on your grade card. Which one do you look at? (laughs) Not me, buddy. Not me. I could have four F's and one D. My dad said, what happened? 
I guess I tried too hard in one area, Dad. I don't know. I did my best, Dad. I really did. Hey, I have been blessed. And so have you. So have you. We had the teenagers out in my house last night. I don't know exactly how many we had. Miss Kim, you know? Is that? 16 teenagers. And uh, we sang that song. And I just asked. So what's your hard time? Divorce. Loss of a loved one. 